What's some advice you can give them to help better their future? One of the biggest obstacles that people face is that very, very beginning initial period of kind of understanding and admitting that they have this problem, whether it be substance abuse or some sort of other underlying mental health or co-occurring, which is dual diagnosis, which my company specializes in and a lot of companies do now as well. So, you know, and they do go hand in hand, those things. But the most sometimes the most difficult part is is kind of taking the initiative to tell somebody else, like, I have these issues going on and I really need to do something about it. Happy Sunday, mental health champions. I'm excited to bring on one of my longtime friends from before high school onto the show. Ryan, thanks so much for coming on to a mental health break. Uh, no problem, buddy. Happy to be here. I'm excited to put out a weekend episode for everyone today. We were trying to nail down a time, and I'm real excited for Ryan to share his story. He's got a mental health journey to share, and now professionally, he's making a lot of great noise up there in Massachusetts. If it's your first time tuning in, this is the podcast that normalizes the conversation on mental health. Each week since January 2020, I brought on a different mental health advocate to share their story and let you know that you are not alone. If you feel like you need someone to talk to, please reach out to someone. Our show partner, Tampa Counseling and Wellness, is here to help. Be sure to check them out online or in the show description. Scroll down. They are here to help if you're in Florida or other locations. Be sure to check the show out online at a mental health break podcast. And I am at Vincent A. Lancey. Ryan, let's talk about why you're on the show today. Before we dive into your mental health journey, you mentioned you're doing a lot of great work in Massachusetts. Talk to us about that. I work in substance abuse, addiction treatment, and mental health treatment as well. So right now I'm working as a community outreach representative slash, representative slash business development rep. Um I got started in the industry about seven years ago. As soon as I moved to Boston, I kind of just um, fell into this. I was doing the same old thing that I had done before when it comes to work, where I was just relying on like manual labor skills and carpentry and stuff like that. And I wanted to move into something different because it's just not fulfilling and just wasn't fun. And I just didn't want to do it anymore. And being um, two years into sobriety and having been to, you know, substance abuse treatment myself, several times um it seemed like a fun job and i just started doing it and i made a lot of really really close friends and had a lot of fun doing it and i just worked my way up the up the ladder and experience in all different kinds of roles and here i am well so you mentioned that right when you were around two years after sobriety you, you wanted to work in one of these facilities what were i know you've grown a lot in the facility like through your roles what was the very first role you had so the first thing i ever did was i worked as a behavioral health technician um, in some, some companies, they call it recovery specialist. Really what I was doing is like, I'm just, a, I was just a utility person, meaning like I would drive the clients back and forth. I would work at the housing, supervising, um, supervising medication management, um, just being a support for them and kind of like the day-to-day -day operation stuff of just facilitating all the different things that come into substance abuse treatment at that level that, you know, the whole, to put the whole picture together, you know? 
It's 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 pretty much it's the starting role. It's the it's the the base entry level role. No no experience necessary. No education. No no clinical background necessary. Anything like that. So, you know, the only experience necessary was just being in recovery myself. Right, right. And you're able to give those firsthand experiences to the people. So you were like the main point of contact for these patients at that point. Yeah, yeah, we do. We did a lot of, um, you know, just just really just being another person in recovery for them and kind of showing them what it's like to be a real person, you know, and um, all the things, all the things that go into it, like making sure they're getting to group helping, you know, escort them to their clinician, kind of like keeping up with with their their curriculum schedule for while they're at treatment, um, you know, driving, taking them to appointments, taking them to outside AA meetings, 12 step meetings, taking them to the gym, taking them to activities, doing stuff like that. That's like what we did. And then I eventually moved into pretty quickly moved into starting to uh, facilitate some groups at the facility and um you know, bringing in other meetings and outside meetings and stuff like that. It was, uh, you know, we kind of just, my, my boss really just, whatever you were good at, he let you do. And he gave you full reign to do that. So it's like, he really focused on, Hey, what's your skill set? Uh, let's put you there and whatever your weakness is, let's keep you away from that. You know, it's a smart way to lead the business. Yeah. So they found out early that I was really good at communicating with the clients and kind of like captivating people's attention. So that's where like the group facilitation came in and just, you know, I was a hard worker. I always have been and I've always just showed up for work and I took the extra shifts and I just did whatever needed to be done, you know. And you like this role better than your last one? I do like this one better. It's 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 a different side of of the treatment industry. I'm I'm a little bit less involved directly um with the day-to-day as i used to be but you know i did that for four and a half years so i was kind of becoming exhausted with it now what i do is i work and i represent my company in the community doing fundraising events charity events um all kinds of sporting events it's all it's all for you know bringing the community together and having a bunch of different representation for treatment options and resources for their their community so that people know that there's somebody to call. So right now I'm the face of, you know, one of the faces of my company in my local community so that people have somebody to, you know, reach out to and have a direct person face to face that they know can help them. We'll revisit this again at the end. What is the website? So everybody can go online right now if they want to check it out. So the website for my specific treatment center is uh, HavenDetoxNewEngland.com, I believe. I would have to, you know, I don't go on the website that often. I'll have to double check with you, but. But that's the name uh, of it. They could type that into Google. Yeah. yeah. My overall company, the big umbrella is Haven Health Management. We have 10 different locations. So um, for my specific location in New England, I have to look at the exact domain name, but. I believe it's havennewengland.com or havendetoxnewengland.com. Perfect. Well, Ryan, if there's someone listening on right now who is at the point of needing to go to recovery but not putting themselves in, what's some advice you can give them to help better their future? One of the biggest obstacles that people face is that very, very beginning initial period of kind of understanding and admitting that they have this problem, whether it be substance abuse or 
some sort of other underlying mental health or co-occurring, which is dual diagnosis, which my company specializes in and a lot of companies do now as well. So, you know, and they do go hand in hand, those things. But the most, sometimes the most difficult part is, is kind of taking the initiative to tell somebody else, like, I have these issues going on and I really need to do something about it because I'm on the brink of like losing all these things in my life, losing my sanity, losing, I'm not able to function nearly as much as I I was before, or I'm losing all functionability altogether. Making that and just saying, hey, I need help. That starts a chain reaction of even if that one person that you don't, that they might not be able to help you directly, they pro- they might know somebody that does. And maybe somebody that they know know somebody like me that can get them into treatment like almost immediately if needed right so asking for help is the hardest part asking for help is definitely the hardest part at the beginning and a lot of times it comes down to people other people around them like like an intervention you know we see the tv shows intervention and all that stuff whether it be mental health or substance abuse usually substance abuse is is less like admitted by the the person themselves usually like the 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 exclusive mental health crisis the the that specific person who's suffering from it will have an easier time saying hey i'm having these issues um the drug user or alcohol abuser is usually the more hesitant one is because they're holding on to that that comfort of that drug use you know and what it brings them and they usually have to have somebody else come in and say hey listen we see this as a major problem you need to do something about it cuz you can't see it yourself that's great advice. Thank you for sharing. But Ryan, before we let you go, I want to talk about you a little more. What are some things you like to do for your mental health? I know you're also very into exercise. Yeah, so I do a lot of things. I mean, I, anybody who knows me knows I'm a gym rat. I'm super into working out. I'm very into health and fitness. Um, I'm really into, you know, the biochemical aspect of like all different kinds of food and supplements and what they can do. And, you know, like, I guess somebody would, some people call it biohacking. I just look at it as like, what's the best possible option for something when it comes to being a supplement, a food, um, an exercise protocol, what's the best thing for me to put in my body or do with my body for me to have the highest quality of life. Right. And so I do things like, you know, I fast a lot. I do a lot of intermittent fasting or even prolonged fasting, 24 hour fast, 48 hour fast. Um, during the, all the, the summer hours and spring, I like to get out in the sun and get as much vitamin D as possible. It's very healing for the body. Um, I'm very disciplined with the way that I eat, the timing that I eat, the quality of the food that I eat. You know, I go out of my way to prepare most of all my meals myself. I'm very, very, very conscious about what I'm doing with that when it comes to nutrition um, going on walks, sprinting, running, obviously lifting weights all the time. You know, I've actually lessened my, my frequency in the gym to about four days a week. I used to do six, but now, you know, I I like to add in a little more rest. I feel like it's more beneficial, you know, getting outside, being interactive. I feel like a lot of people in, you know, especially in the United States being, so high stress and such high urgency to be productive and go, 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 go that people are, you know, over consuming caffeine. They're over consuming, you know, quick, easy, convenient foods that are like really just unhealthy, not getting outside, sitting in the cubicle all day, not being active. And it's like, we wonder why we're depressed. We wonder why we're so separated and disconnected from our true nature and, you know, our fellow people. And I think 
connection with other people, which is something that I'm also big on. And it's like, I have a fellowship of people in recovery, you know, um, and like 12 step meetings and all this stuff. And it's like, I have a connection and a network of people that I'm always interacting with on a daily basis. I think that's huge, huge and important. I think we're social beings and we need connection and we need to not be isolated, but we also need a balance of our own, like alone time to recharge. And obviously the, one of the biggest things is, you know, getting good sleep and prioritizing sleep. Me and Vin were just taught, we, me and you were just talking about it right before I used to drink three cups of coffee a day, sometimes three plus pre-workout before the gym in the afternoon. And then I wasn't sleeping and I wondered why now yeah. I drink one cup of coffee a day in the morning and that's it. And I prioritize my sleep, you know? Absolutely. For me, after the gym, I just, I take breaks. That's something I've learned to do is just take breaks when I need them and not just try to push straight through the whole entire working ship, take my eyes off the screen. That's something that's extended me. My coffee days really ended after I stopped the corporate world. I just was consuming it like water. It was no good for me. Yeah. Ryan, I've got a gr bunch of great show notes for today when this goes out. Really encouraging everybody to have that quality of life, find that quality of life. And you certainly inspired me here. One more time, where can we find more about where you work online? And then where can people say hello to you? So uh, the easiest way, I mean, I do a lot of uh, do a lot of communication just through my phone. Like my phone number is always available for people. Um, you could contact me directly through my phone, my Instagram, Facebook, anything like that. Um, you know, that's the easiest way. And, um, you know, seeking seeking treatment and having a resource is two seconds away if you need it to be. And where's the best place to reach you? Like, What's the handle? Um, you can just use my Facebook, Ryan Smith Brad, and my full name. All right, everyone. You can, even, you can even throw my phone number or email out there if you want. It doesn't matter to me. Yeah, so uh, my email is rbratton at havendetoxne.com. And my phone number is 631-487-1451. rbratton at havendetox.com. rbratton at havendetoxne, as in newengland.com. Great, I got that typed up, ready to go live with the notes. Be sure to check what they do out online and say hello to Ryan if you need help. He's here for you. And the show is at a Mental Health Break podcast on Instagram, a Mental Health Break everywhere else. And I am at Vincent A. Lancey. Be sure to head to YouTube for some video clips of Ryan on today's show in the coming week. And with that, we are signing off from Florida to Massachusetts. Ryan, thanks for coming on. No problem. Thanks, Vin. Thanks for having me, bud.